This is Series 1, Episode 2, and this week's exciting recipe is chocolate dessert cake, a rich and moist cake that is perfect to eat as a dessert. Top it with cream and fresh fruit, and your family and friends will be singing your praises. Little do they know that this is a cinch to make. Let's get into today's show. Do you lack confidence when it comes to baking? Can't follow a recipe to save yourself? Your kitchen is a mess whilst cooking and you're always disappointed with what you've baked. Are you that person who always gets allocated the safe, easy task of just bringing the cheese and bickies to the party? Such a piece of cake And your smile is the icing Hi, my name is Karen Naylor and I have turned my love of home baking into a little business in Melbourne called Cakes of Melbourne. I make custom-designed celebration cakes and other beautiful and tasty baked goods. I want to teach you how to become a confident and happy baker. I am throwing out the traditional recipe format and keeping it real. Just follow my in-depth, step-by-step approach. An instructional podcast that has you participating in real time. Stick around till the end of each podcast for some great baking tips. Now, let's get into today's recipe so you can start announcing to yourself, your family and friends, I can cook. This is not a sponge cake that's light and fluffy. This is a rich, decadent dessert cake that is dense with a creamy texture and extra chocolatey. Give this recipe a go. You won't fail. There are no fancy machines needed and not many dishes to do. You can make this cake gluten-free and dairy-free. And the ingredients substitute for these are in the notes section towards the end of this podcast and also in the episode podcast description. For a vegan chocolate dessert cake, I have a fantastic recipe on another episode coming up, so keep an eye out for that. This recipe serves between 14 to 18 portions, depending on how big you want your slices. You need two hours to make this cake, but this includes prepping, making, baking, which is the majority of it, and cleaning up. You'll also need a 24 centimetre or a 9 inch springform cake pan, which will set you back about seven bucks from large supermarkets here in Australia. This won't be a once-off use though, as we will use this size for a lot of my cakes and cheesecake recipes. Springform pans are great as they prevent your cake getting stuck in the pan because they have a slide lever that separates the side of the pan from the base. However, if you do happen to have a cake pan that isn't a springform and around about the same size required, Use it. We'll make sure your cake doesn't get stuck. For those of you who would just like to cut to the chase and use the traditional recipe format, go to the episode notes where I have listed this for you. So I have allowed time so that you can cook along with the podcast, but at any time you feel that I'm going too fast for you, please press pause and then press play again when you are ready to go on to the next step. Okay, first things first, ingredients, reconnaissance. 
Just eyeball in your pantry and fridge to see if you have these ingredients and enough of them. Don't get them out yet, we're just in the planning phase. So do you have two and a half cups or 400 grams of dark chocolate melts? For the best quality chocolate, make sure that cocoa butter is listed in the ingredients on the back of the pack. If it doesn't say cocoa butter, it's confectionery chocolate and we don't want that. We want cocoa butter. So do you have two and a half cups or 400 grams of dark chocolate melts? One cup of brown sugar. Half a cup of plain flour. One cup of ground almonds. Four dessert spoons of milk. One hundred and twenty five grams of butter. Butter usually comes in packets of two hundred or two hundred and fifty grams, and you need one hundred and twenty five grams of butter. Five large eggs. And for your condiments, you'll need a bit of cocoa powder, fresh raspberries or strawberries, and double thick cream or dollop cream. If you don't have all these ingredients or the cake pan, write it down on your list for your next shop and make the cake next weekend. There is no point racing to the supermarket just to get some flour. It's too stressful. Don't bother. Next, clear the decks and feed that cat. You can't begin until you have your house in order. What I mean by that is I've found I always make mistakes when I get distracted or work in a mess. Okay, so maybe this easy recipe won't be a game changer, but as you start to build on your cooking skills, getting your house in order is so important to successful and happy baking. So feed the pets, make yourself a cuppa, empty the dishwasher or load it if you couldn't be bothered the night before. And if you have little ones, change their nappies and feed them. Check your mobile and emails if you need to. And make room on your kitchen bench. I've learned the hard way by losing a cake over the edge, all because I refused to remove the fruit bowl. And then wipe down the kitchen bench. Place your current dishcloth and tea towel in the laundry and grab a fresh set. 
and then wash your hands. So pause this podcast now and press play when you have cleared the decks and fed that cat. Now, grab all your ingredients and place them on the kitchen bench. You're going to grab chocolate melts, brown sugar, plain flour, ground almonds or almond meal, your butter, five eggs, some milk and to decorate your cake you're going to grab your double thick or dollop cream or leave this in the fridge actually until it's needed raspberries or strawberries and you need a dusting of cocoa powder so just get the box out Next, you're going to grab all your equipment out. You need a medium mixing bowl that can go in the microwave. You need a large mixing bowl that doesn't need to go in the microwave or a salad bowl or a round, large plastic container. You need a set of measuring cups, or three cups that are the same size. Teacup size, not coffee mugs. A dessert spoon, you need a batter spatula or another dessert spoon. A whisk and a fork or just a fork from the cutlery drawer. You need a sieve, you need a knife, 
You need a tea strainer, but this is optional. You need some aluminium foil. Some non-stick baking paper. You need cooking oil spray. A cutting board. A serving plate. A cooling rack, which is also optional. And you'll need some scissors and a pencil or pen. Just a note here with the equipment that we're using. Some recipes, not using scales to measure grams and ounces, for example, can drastically affect your baking outcomes. I plan on getting into this further when recipes do call for this, but at the moment, the simple recipes that we're concentrating on we're going to make this work with cups and teaspoons and dessert spoons. Okay, so now we're going to prepare your cake pan for baking. This is really important as you don't want the cake to get stuck in the pan when you try and turn it out and you end up ruining all your hard work. So you're going to grab your 24 centimetre or 9 inch round springform cake pan. You're going to grab your cooking oil spray, also a pencil and scissors, and the non-stick baking paper. Now pull out a bit of baking paper. and trace around the circle base of the cake pan. And then cut that circle out. When you're cutting out your baking paper, make sure you cut just inside the pencil or the pen mark so that that's not included on the baking paper because you don't want that to contaminate your cake during cooking. Next, you need to cut strips of baking paper 
so they are as deep as your pan. So this doesn't need to be perfect. So what I do is I usually just cut three strips of baking paper that are the width of the box of the baking paper. And then I can make sure that I cut them eight centimeters or three and one eighth inch wide. Now spray the base and sides of your baking pan with the spray oil over the top of the kitchen sink. That oil spray can go everywhere if you're not careful. Then place your circle in the baking pan. And then the sides. and use a little bit more oil spray to glue down that overlapping baking paper. Also trim around the perimeter where the baking paper is up above the pan. You are going to cover your cake pan with foil and this excess will get in the way. So trim all the way round. So now you can put away your baking paper. The oil. pencil and any scraps of paper into the bins. And then just place your beautifully prepared baking pan to the side until you need it. So now you are going to turn your oven on. Make sure that you have your oven rack in the center of the oven and remove any other racks or baking trays. If you have an oven with a fan, Turn the temperature to 180 degrees Celsius 
or 356 degrees Fahrenheit. If you have an oven without a fan, turn the temperature to 200 degrees Celsius or 392 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so now you're going to measure out your ingredients. So take your cutting board and place your butter on the board. And open up your butter halfway and you will see marked horizontally a guide showing you 25 gram increments. So with your knife you can slice through the butter at the 150 gram guide. Seal up the remaining butter and pop that back into the fridge. With the butter that you've cut, you need to roughly chop this up into large playing dice size. You know the dices with the numbers one to six in dots? And then place this butter into your medium-sized microwave-proof bowl. Put your chopping board and knife in the sink. Next is your chocolate melts. Now use your scissors to open any packets that are brand new. And you are going to use your three cups and you are going to fill two of these completely. and the third cup half full. You can also eyeball this measurement. For example, if your chocolate melts come in a pack of 300 grams, then you will need two packets of chocolate melts. You'll need one full packet, which is 300 grams, and a third of the other packet, which is 100 grams. So 300 plus 100 is 400 grams. So place this chocolate into the microwave bowl with the butter. Next you're going to grab your flour and you're going to fill one of the cups, half a cup full. Now don't stress, you're probably going to have flour and sugar and egg over your bench top. This is completely normal, but don't panic, we're going to have time to clean that up later. Fill the next cup to the top with the brown sugar. Pat it down with a dessert spoon so it is packed tightly, but not too tightly. And fill your final cup all the way to the top with the ground almonds or almond meal. But this time you need to really pack this in. So pat it down with a dessert spoon so that the almond meal is packed in tightly. If you are using measuring cups, you might be short one cup. 
So just use a teacup or a small coffee cup to measure out the almond meal. Then you're going to take your large mixing bowl and measure out four dessert spoons of milk and place this milk into this large mixing bowl. And remember this mixing bowl doesn't need to be microwave oven proof. And you also should have five eggs on your bench. Now take your aluminium foil and tear off a sheet and make sure it's large enough to cover the circumference of your cake tin. Now that everything is measured out, you can put all of your unused ingredients away. You should only have on your bench these things now. Your prepared cake pan, your chocolate and butter in a microwave proof mixing bowl, a large mixing bowl with milk in it, a dessert spoon that was used to measure out the milk, one cup of brown sugar, one cup of ground almonds or almond meal, half a cup of plain flour, a sieve, five eggs, a whisk and fork or a fork, a batter spatula or a dessert spoon, a sheet of aluminium foil, a cooling rack, which is optional, a serving plate, cocoa powder, just have this in the box, a tea strainer, which is also optional, raspberries or strawberries, and in the fridge you should have double thick cream or dollop cream. So we're going to melt the butter and the chocolate now. So place this bowl into your microwave and heat it up for 40 seconds. Then give it a really good stir with your dessert spoon. 
that you use to measure out your milk with. Don't be tempted to heat it for any longer than this as it might cause it to seize up. So chocolate with cocoa butter retains its shape for longer even though it has been heated. The crystals inside are getting very busy though so stirring will activate the crystals to spread out and melt. So after a really good stir you can then place the bowl back in the microwave for 30 seconds. Again, give it a really good stir with your dessert spoon and squash out any lumps of unmelted chocolate and stir it again. If needed, you can place back in the microwave for 10 more seconds and then stir again. Your chocolate and butter should now be smooth and of a medium thick consistency. Okay, so place this bowl to one side now. So into the large mixing bowl that already has milk in it, you're going to add the brown sugar. And the ground almonds or almond meal. Then next, you're going to place your sieve over this bowl and tip the flour into the sieve and you're going to shake the sieve from side to side until all the flour has gone through. Then you're going to place your cups and sieve into the sink. Now with your fork, you're going to mix these ingredients until just combined. The mixture will look like large biscuit crumbs. Now you're going to retrieve your chocolate and butter mixture that you've set aside. And just give that chocolate and butter a little quick final short stir. And then add this to the large mixing bowl. Now put your empty chocolate and butter bowl and dessert spoon in the sink. Use your fork now to further mix all these ingredients together. Then crack open your eggs into this bowl 
Stir again until all your ingredients are combined with your whisk or your fork. So put your shells in the bin and your whisk or fork in the sink. Your batter will be quite liquidy and that's normal because this is a dessert cake. Okay, so now you're going to pour your mixture into your prepared cake tin using your batter spatula or a dessert spoon. Place your bowl and dessert spoon in the sink. Now to remove any air bubbles, gently tap the cake tin on the bench a couple of times. And then with your aluminium foil, you're going to pop that over the top of this cake pan and seal it. Okay, so carefully place your cake pan on the middle rack of the oven. Set your timer for 60 minutes. Have next to your oven a clean fork oven mitts or two tea towels and your drying rack if you have one. Now is the time to wash your dishes and clean the bench. The remaining time is all yours now, do whatever you like but don't go too far away from your timer. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. When the timer goes off Open the oven door and stand away a little bit to let the steam escape. While doing this, try and be as quick as you can to reduce the amount of heat being lost through the open oven door. Carefully pull out the oven tray with the baking cake about halfway out of the oven and remove the foil. Then pierce the cake with your fork. Your cake is ready when you remove the fork and it comes out fairly clean. Tiny bits of cake on the fork is fine, as long as it's not wet batter. If it is not cooked, close the oven door and put on the timer again for 10 more minutes. 
or five minutes if you feel that it's nearly baked. Put oil in the bin. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. Okay, so you're going to remove your cake from the oven when it's baked with your oven mitts or two tea towels, one in each hand, and keep it in this baking pan for 15 minutes. Turn off your oven. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. Using a tea towel, carefully open up the spring of your baking pan to release the cake and lift up the outer ring up over the cake and then remove the baking paper. Now, if you have a cooling rack, you can place this over the top of the cake and flip the cake over. Then remove the base of the cake pan and the baking paper. And let the base of this cake cool a bit before flipping again to the correct side with your hands. Let it completely cool on the cooling rack. Now, if you don't have a cooling rack, just let the cake cool down on the base of the cake pan, but try and speed up the cooling by allowing air to circulate under the base of the cake. So a good way to do this is on top of your gas cooktop or on the drainer section of your sink. And if you don't have any of these, uh, you can raise it up by popping the base on some aluminium utensils. You can wash up your cake pan now. Okay, you can press pause now and press play again when your cake is completely cool. So time to decorate your cake. Before you place your cake onto your serving plate, Leave it on your kitchen bench and place half a level dessert spoon of cocoa into the tea strainer and sprinkle over the cake. Or if you don't have one, just grab pinches of cocoa powder and sprinkle over the cake. Now place your cake onto your serving plate and decorate it with your fresh raspberries or strawberries in designs of your using and grab your cream out of the fridge. Pause this episode now and press play when you are ready. Pop your dessert spoon and tea strainer in the sink and put your packet of cocoa away and wipe down your bench. Eat and enjoy your chocolate dessert cake. Well done. You can cook. Okay, so episode notes for chocolate dessert cake. If you don't have a microwave to melt the chocolate and butter, what you can do is place a saucepan that has about 2 inches or 6 centimetres of water in it on your stovetop and bring it to a simmer. So this is a simmer is when there are gentle bubbles on the surface of the water and steam is being produced. 
So maintain this water temperature and carefully place your mixing bowl over the top of this saucepan. It needs to fit snug so that no steam is escaping. So in this mixing bowl you're going to have your chocolate and butter. So you're going to stir this until it's completely melted. Be careful though that steam is hot. So a good tip is to wrap your hand in a tea towel while stirring and to use two tea towels, carefully lift the bowl off the saucepan when it's all melted. So simple ingredient changes to suit all of your dietary requirements. So for gluten-free, you can replace the plain flour with gluten-free plain flour and an eighth of a teaspoon of xanthan gum, which is available in most supermarkets. For dairy-free, you need to replace the milk with unsweetened almond milk or your milk of choice and replace the chocolate with dairy-free chocolate, for example, Sweet William chocolate, and then also replace the butter with dairy-free butter, such as Natalics. Now for storage requirements, at room temperature, any parts of the cake that have been sliced and the inside of the cake is exposed to air this needs to be sealed with cling or freezer wrap and then wrap the whole cake making sure it is fully sealed with cling wrap or a freezer bag and you can also place it in a sealed container. So you can keep that at room temperature for up to three days. You can also refrigerate the cake. So also though any parts of the cake that has been sliced and the inside of the cake is exposed to the air, this needs to be sealed with cling or freezer wrap and then wrap the whole cake making sure it's fully sealed with cling wrap or a freezer bag. And then you can also, if you choose, place this in a sealed plastic container. It will keep in the refrigerator for five days. Now you can also freeze this cake, but you need to not decorate it with the cocoa or the fruit. So just fully wrap and seal the cake with cling wrap or freezer wrap. Place it in a Ziploc bag or a sealed container for up to three months and then you can thaw this at room temperature for a few hours before you need it. So the calories for one serving of chocolate dessert cake is 305 calories. Thanks for spending time with me today and please like or share this podcast and subscribe for more recipes. A review would also greatly be appreciated. Easy as pie. Also, you can visit my I Can Cook blog on my website, cakesofmelbourne.com.au. Here you will find lots of photos to help you even more with these recipes. And for those of you who are a little more advanced and just want a tried and true, no fail recipe, scroll down to the end of each blog where you will find the traditional recipe format. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email or voice recording to info at cakesofmelbourne.com.au I can't wait to share the next exciting recipe with you. Till next time, bye. Baby, I crave your affection When I stepped in sweet confection I need your my sugar